and we are back with the Running Lifestyle Culture podcast. We have a very special guest, my guy. What are you saying, Hector? How you doing, bro? What's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah, it's... excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Manny. No, thank you. Calling in from the the US, from NYC, um, and Hector. Uh, give the people a bit of an intro about you. I don't. I don't do people's intros. I let people give themselves their their platform to do the intro. Well, my name is Hector Espinal. People call me Heck. I am the co-founder of We Run Up Town, co-founder of Never Not Bootlegging. Yeah. And uh, the co-founder of Aftermath. You know, we are uh, we're from Uptown, uh, New York City. It's a uh, predominantly Dominican neighborhood. Nice. I'm born and raised up here. Uh, it's the ends, you know. Did I say that correctly? There you go. You said it correctly. The ends. That's it. And uh, we brought running to a neighborhood that it didn't exist in. Uh, running uptown was very taboo, and we brought it up here and we gave it some of our flavor. And uh, it started very small with two to three people, and now we get hundreds of people show up on Mondays and uh, rock out with us. You know, we take over. Think of us taking over a, a, an entire lane in the street if just runners so vibe that's that's amazing and like for me the reason why i wanted you on this podcast it's called running lifestyle culture and i believe that you bring a culture that is fresh and new to running and like one of the things that when i visited uptown that you could tell was that it was different it was you know i've been to new york a couple of times and you you, you kind of you, there's something so different about uptown it's unique and like when you did start running in 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 uptown like what i think you told me like you, you turn up and there was there was probably not many people there like at first yeah when we first started it was uh it was one of those things where if no one showed up i would go back home uh it started very small on social media we would use facebook and uh i would take a screenshot of uh, my notes on yeah. my iphone yeah and i would put location and whatever the run was going to be whether it was going to be one mile two mile yeah um Sorry. And uh, if no one showed up, I went back home. Uh, and then I would go trip people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> on my way home, trolling like you guys are on the block, or you guys are yeah. home playing video games. You guys couldn't join me on a run. That's whack. I'm yeah. asking you guys for help. Yeah. And it wasn't until my sister and her friends started joining me yeah. that people started coming because now the guys wanted to show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we have girls. The guys <laughs> And uh, it was really dope. People started to, to organically join. They saw the vision and they wanted to give it a try. Um, nice, man. And I'm happy that we stuck with it. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, you've also got a right-hand man. When when did that when did that so, happen? So, like, before it was Root Crude, um, it was just hashtag we run up town. Um, and then uh, I met Josh. Yeah. Josh Mott through a mutual friend. Josh is the man. Brother. He's a good um, guy business partner it's one of the few people that i trust with my kids with my eyes closed yeah um, so it's like rukru is our child you know? yeah if me and josh had a baby <laughs> really excited about that analogy but that's the truth um, i like it but yeah it's it's when i met josh things started to progress we sat down and we I saw something in Josh that I didn't see in anyone else. You know, the way yeah. he spoke to everyone, yeah. the, the way he, the passion that he had. And Josh wasn't a runner either. Yeah. So I like swindled Josh into starting to run. I was like, hey, if we go do this run, uh, we're going to get some free Nike sneakers. Nice. 
And we went and we lost, but he enjoyed it. And, and he, he loves sneakers. Know, that guy loves sneakers. And, yeah. uh, he became our partner, and that's really when Root Crew started. Before mm. that, it was just a thought and an idea. Uh, but when me and Josh got together, we were able to execute that idea. You know, we made, we put pen to paper. We got some logos made, and uh, we we picked Mondays. Mm. We, the reason we picked Mondays was because we wanted to start off the week correctly. Yeah, that's no matter how that's toxic important. your weekend was. Yeah, no matter how bad your weekend was, how good your weekend was. Let's use Monday night as a reset. Nice. Because after the weekend, you go back to work on Monday. Yeah. And Mondays are usually stressful for most people at work. 100%. It's you're back to the grind. You just got off an amazing weekend or a bad weekend. Yeah. And Monday nights are an opportunity for you to reset that uh, your week. Mm. Reset the tone. And uh, some, like now when we start our runs, I ask everybody, who else had a crappy Monday? Yeah. And you know, and I just tell them that I hope that the run, that, that those three miles can help them unwind and help them reset that's powerful man that's that's yeah. important that and was the beginning uh josh and i got some logos made his tattoo artist made us a made us a bunch of logos we picked one uh we picked a public enemy logo just uh it was a, a logo with a play on public enemy that we both have tattooed on our, on us yeah. um, we picked that logo because that's how we felt we we're the new kids on the block we we're young yeah. we we're loud we were from uptown most people in the running community weren't latino um, so when we got on, it was just like, this is who we are, and it's either <laughs> or not. And we were we were showing up to all these nice. running events and like spraying yeah, yeah. each other's with spraying each other with coronas, yeah, and uh, uh, starting mosh pits and just having fun. You know, we were yeah. just trying to have a, a good time. This was all new to us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, at the beginning, we got stopped over by the cops. The NYPD would harass us. Oh, really? Because you were running. Over. Yeah, but we were like. You know, they knew us from a pre previous lifestyle. They didn't know us as runners. Yeah. And we were comfortable in five-inch split shorts, uh, <laughs> three-inch split shorts, five-inch uh, shorts, yeah. singlets. Yeah. You know, we were running in, like, uh, champion conehead hoodies and, <laughs> and sweatpants. You know? What are you doing? Like, tights and running like boxers. I like it. Ski masks and stuff. <laughs> like, we weren't wearing, like, running, like, what's it called? Like, uh... The little face mask that we wear now. We were wearing like yeah. a, a legitimate ski mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, different. Hey. It was very different at the beginning. What do you think changed like in terms of like culturally people accepting it? I know you said obviously your sisters came, but then do you think it was a like it was like a wave? So like once a certain number of people came, then it was like everyone was like, ah, do you know what? This is a thing. I think I think it was just it was it was organic. And people at the time in Uptown, everyone that was offering fitness, you had to pay. And yeah. we were, we just came on the scene and <clears throat> me and Josh made, came to the conclusion that we didn't want to make a dollar yeah. off of the people who joined us to run if we were in Uptown, you know? Yeah. And we wanted it to be inclusive and not exclusive. We wanted it to be readily available to anyone that wanted to, to run with us. And we, we treated it with a level of respect that it deserved, you know? We treated it like a business. Even yeah. though we weren't making any money, yeah, uh, you know, we had weekly check-ins. We we, uh, we kept it up to a standard. We we made sure that our our guests kept that same standard. You know, nice, um, nice. We have, it was not so much rules, but more guidelines. You know, yeah. we want this to be for the community. Uh, something that we say a lot is for uptown by uptown. And I nice. feel like once we got once the uptown community started, most of our runners are from uptown. Mm -hmm. Whether they've lived there their whole lives or they 
immigrated there from other places in the world. And we make sure everyone feels at home. Once the Uptown community saw that it was real and organic, more people started to give it a try. Yeah. It wasn't this elitist workout group or this elitist running group. Yeah. This was about, it was more social. Um, the, the whole the whole idea of Root Crew and We Run Uptown was, it's more than just running. It's more about community. Yeah. And we were able to build that organically and then maintain it and continue to expand. Yeah. And that's why the numbers are where they are. No one can say that they've been to a Root Crew run and, and left feeling left out or they were left behind, yeah. or they weren't heard, you know? Yeah, that's important. And do you think also, like, you change a lot of, you know, when you run, you, you generally get you genuinely get fitter, you get stronger. Do you think that also had a big influence? Because, you, you know, I've heard you before say, like, I want to make, I want to help my community move, and I want to, like, improve, um, like, my community in terms of, like, engaging in, in, in movement. Do you think that's had an influence? So, like, somebody goes to, to, to rerun uptown and, they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm popping, you know, I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling fit. And they go and tell somebody else. And then you get, as you say, that organic growth. I feel, I feel like the fitness component, the social component's ex- extremely important. Yeah. Because we build a platform for adults to be social. Yeah. Uh, if you think like after school, after you graduate um, uni or college, you make your friends at work. Yeah. You don't really have friends in real, in real life unless you have a platform. So we created a platform for people to come socialize mm-hmm. and organically meet without it having to be uh, like, this isn't about hooking up or anything. And I feel like those are the interactions that most adult humans have. Yeah. Interactions at a bar and those interactions aren't usually the most pure. I've seen a lot of really pure friendships grow out of Ruku. Mm-hmm. So the social component was really important, but the fitness component as well, just because people were able to feel better about themselves, you know, yeah. it's mentally, physically, um, emotionally, uh, it's you, you're a runner and, and, and it's that euphoric sensation you feel is insane. Like that runner's yeah. high. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't want to be corny, but it's, it's the truth, you know, like mm. I've had really crappy days and I've gone on a run and I feel like a, 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 a weight is lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I definitely. feel like that's something that a lot of people feel and a lot of people didn't understand that something as simple as running can make them feel that good. 100%. Um, and I spoke about this, I tweeted about this the other day where the relationship, what, during marathon training, the relationship that like uh, your mind and your body uh, form mm. is insane, you know, mm. because it's it's very brutal physically, mentally, emotionally, but you feel so good during the process and after yeah. that it makes it worth it. Like the beating is worth it. The, the the reward is worth the beating. I've never know? heard truer words spoken, honestly. <laughs> you're just you're just spitting some bars right now. <laughs> like I, signed for, I signed up for Chicago, and then right after Chicago, I signed up for Berlin. Yeah. After literally, I walked into my room, looked at Jeb, and I'm like, "Yo, Jeb, I'm about to sign up for Berlin," and I signed up for Berlin. You got me? So it's like, why? Yeah. Unless the reward is worth that beating. Yeah, because yeah, those yeah. two weeks are hell. Yeah, but it's like you, you, and I feel like a lot of people that have come to Ruku. I was one of the last people to run a marathon. And we, uh, uh, mm. and I'm we, we, Josh and I helped people more. Josh, because Josh is the one in charge of the training. Mm-hmm. But I was there more for the emotional support, and I was always checking in on them. But we, we helped all these people run a marathon. Yeah, and I had never done it. Yeah, so I'm talking like. <laughs> 
I'm talking on half marathon experience. Like, oh, you got this. I know your legs are hurting. And I'm coaching with, like, I'm mentally coaching them without knowing what Yeah, yeah. Until I do one, and I'm like, oh, this is why we keep doing it. Yeah. Even though it hurts. Like, having that metal around your neck, it's, it's metal and, and cloth. Mm. But it, it's more of the significance of the journey. That, yeah. Uh, that that's why we come back. It's, it's, it's symbolic, isn't it? It's like the, it's like a reef, you know, with the Greeks, they probably just had a reef where they put a reef on someone's head, but it's a symbol of what you've done and the processes you've, you've gone through to, to get there. But you, you just touched on something I want to talk to you about actually. So what do you do when, when it gets hard? Like what drives you when you find running hard? Because I know everybody has different little things, but I think from my perspective, listening to you talk sometimes, I think you've got quite a good insight into like, just a different and diverse insight into like what what you, you've got to do, you know, when it gets hard. I guess for me, my drive and my push is, uh, it's two things. Um, it's my kids. And uh, first and foremost, my, like, I can't let the boys down. Yeah. And the, the boys don't really know what I, the boys don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and just to give like a background, I have, I, I'm a father of two beautiful boys, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, and I'm very close to like, my relationship with my kids is very close. You know, mm -hmm. if I could bring them running, I would. Hector asks, asks me all the time, like, when can I go running with you? Um, and he's still too young. I wouldn't be able to bring him on a run on a, run on a Monday unless it's on a stroller. But he, he sees my passion. Uh, the first thing I do after every marathon, I come home and I put a medal around their neck. And then I gotta take it off of one and put the metal around the other one's neck. Yeah. And 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 that's the first thing they ask me whenever I'm away running a race or something is like, did you get the medal? They just see it as a win. Oh, did you won the marathon, Dad? That you won the marathon. They don't understand that we all won the marathon. You know, we all we all <laughs> crossed the line. Yeah. But whatever, cool, Dad. That won the marathon. But during my first marathon, I carried my son's sock in my pocket. Mm. Um, I remember it like I I went to the crib. And I removed the sock and I took that sock with me to the race, you know? Yeah. And I'm all around mile 18. Like he was, he was a baby still. Um, I, I got, it was Hendrix's sock and I smelled the sock and it smelled <laughs> like a baby, you know? Yeah. And that just like pushed me. It made me keep going. Gave you that. Yeah. That's that. one thing that motivates me. And like, how do I tell my kids that I quit? Yeah. So my marathon medal, my New York city marathon medal, I dedicated it to my family. Their names are on the back. Nice. And it's it, it, next. Whenever my kids tell me I can't, I'm gonna bring that medal out and I'm gonna tell them I couldn't and I did. You know. Yeah. And that's gonna be like that's gonna and they're gonna get tired of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> here comes dad with. The <laughs> and, uh, you know, but every yeah. time they tell they tell me that they cannot do something. That yeah. they're not uh, able to do something. Yeah, I'm gonna bring that medal, and that's gonna be the reminder. And it's gonna be like everyone thought I couldn't, and I did it. And that's, it's that's, gonna get whacked. They're gonna get tired of it, but it's gonna—it's the truth. That's powerful. So that's and then my, my hood, like I would hate to to let the to let Uptown down. And it sounds really silly because it's not like all of Uptown knows what I'm doing, mm. but the people that do know what I'm doing, you know, mm. it's. It's it's new. This isn't like I'm following a trend or, um, yo, let me do this because I think it'll be cool. When I first started doing this, I thought it was lame as fuck. I was mm. embarrassed about this. I, did, I wasn't like, this wasn't something cool. Running wasn't like, 
this isn't a party or, or a clothing brand, you know? And that's what was popping in my neighborhood. Yeah. People were DJing and uh, like selling drugs and doing a bunch of like things that the rest of the neighborhood thought were cool. And here's Hector running like sweaty everywhere. Mm. Like I remember getting turned down trying to walk into a venue after a run. Like, yo, bro, you're not coming in here. <laughs> like, and all my friends are inside and I look like a cornball because I decided to pull up after a run sweaty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now it's like people see it and they understand. And this is bigger than me. It's yeah. it's bigger than Josh. It's bigger than uh, and we talk about it all the time. Like Root Crew is like you can't talk about uptown and fitness. You can't talk about fitness uptown and not mention we run uptown. Mm. You can't men- cannot not mention Ruku. Yeah. Because what we've done for the neighborhood hadn't been done ever. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. last six years, we've gotten more people moving than any other fitness group uptown. You know, we've we've helped people do what they need to do for free. Yeah, and that's incredible. So those are the two things that move me. It's my kids and my neighborhood. Yeah, I was I've been excited to have you on and I think like you you have that vision and that insight into you know what keeps people motivated, what gets them motivated, what gets them out of the door, which is you know you can't I think sometimes you can't um you can't put a price on that. That's essential. Um the culture around running as I've said before, I always believe has more to to offer and you know I think Rue Crew brings something fresh, something big something important um i always enjoy uh any kind of rue crew cheer zone because you guys got vibes talk, talk to me about new york's like when you do the cheer the cheer zone and the the, the yeah the cheer zone in new york just looks i was gonna try and run it this year as well i was just no, new york's good new york's good and and you know so new york the new york city marathon cheer zone we had no idea what a cheer zone was i still remember my first cheer zone it was there um Undo Ordinary used to do the cheers going up in Harlem yeah. with uh, Basha and, and Robin and the rest of the gang. And, you know, people people moved out of New York. And one year, Josh and I were like, yo, are we not going to, like, let's do this cheers on in Harlem. No one's going to do it. Like, yeah. we're from uptown. Like, this is our hood. And we did it. And we did the cheers on. And, we, and it was just like, the energy was different. Because we, like I said, Josh and I were very young and we were bringing, we were emulating everything we were that was happening uptown within the running community. Yeah. Like we were bringing like all the changes that were happening in our neighborhood. We were applying that to running, which is why we, we, we were fresh and we were, it was refreshing. It was something different, you know? Nice. And yeah. we... We've been rocking in Harlem ever since. It's I want to say this is year four, year five. Yeah. Uh, I was doing the mile twenty one. It's uh, anyone that's ran the New York City Marathon knows that when they get to mile twenty one, we we take uh, it's very attention to detail. Uh, everyone gets a confetti cannon. Nice, you know, nice. The floors are covered in confetti. I'll be there next time. I'll be there. I'm telling you. We bring some DJs. You know. Yeah. We, we, We've partnered up with the 32nd Precinct so they understand the vision. They see what we're doing. They see we come um, with no harm. So the NYPD is helping us. We're all working together so it doesn't get shut down. And uh, it's a block party, you know? And hopefully this year we can work with New York Roadrunner. Well, if things happen this year, but when we do do it, we can work with New York Roadrunners and make it bigger. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, It's grown exponentially. I remember like when we were... The first one, it was like, yo, 30, 40 people, and we thought we were killing it. 
Yeah. And now the whole block is full. Like all of the New York City running community comes to Mile 21 to Harlem to celebrate running. That sounds... And it's amazing. You have all these crews and it's it's everyone globally comes there and it's a reunion. I, I love Marathon Day, whether I'm at the start line or at the cheer zone. It's it's amazing. The yeah. New York City Marathon is our is our it's, it's our baby. If you ever do go to New York City and you are cheering somebody on, head to Mile 21, Harlem. It's the place to be. So let's get to how are you keeping things fresh? What's what's the what? How do you do it? Like what what things do you do? So you've talked about kind of bringing the culture, bringing DJs, all that kind of stuff. What other things do you feel keeps running fresh for your community? The youth. Yes, you know? the young you know, ones. We uh, we Josh and I keep our ears to the street, and um, like Josh coaches uh young athletes yeah i went to the armory actually big shout out to josh who, who took me into the armory the armory is an indoor track right yes it's the, i think if i'm not mistaken it's the bank track it's the fastest track in america what there you go i was there josh 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 got me in and and we went for a tour around there and it's incredible one of the most josh. incredible places so josh we uh, josh and i we, we try to stay stay focused on on what matters you know like our, our vision doesn't really change yeah and our goal is to really get the youth moving so that's who we're always uh, trying to that's whose attention we're trying to get galvanize them and, and get them in so and give them fresh and yeah, that's fresh our focus it's always been our focus it's more of our focus now yeah and although we're we have all these adults that come run with us um we're focusing more now 18 and 21 like yeah. while you're transitioning into an adult and you know and we want to also focus on the kids in high school and yeah. just show them like had i had a root crew growing up i would have stayed out of a lot of trouble yeah. 17 definitely 16 through 19 were very important years for me yeah and i could have stayed out of a shit ton of trouble had i had something that i felt was cool yeah if I saw a root crew and it's like, yo, look, they're traveling, similar to what you guys do in London and what's happening in Europe with uh, like Truck Mafia and yeah. and Pada and and the Berlin Braves, just bringing those kids together, I think is so fucking dope. Yeah, because it can save someone's life, you know. Yeah, you it can, can really change. make sure some kid. You can't save everyone's life, but it could stop a kid from getting shot because he's hanging out on the block. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because the day that they went to shoot, he was in. He was uh, in another country. Is that not Jay Z? No. <laughs> That's what happened to Hover, no? It's <laughs> a vibe, bro. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, imagine that. Hundred. Damn, they shot the black up when I was in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Because you, you, you picked a different path. So that's what we're doing now. Yeah. And that's nice. how we're trying to keep it fresh. Is if the kids f we're good. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. If the kids don't think it's corny, like, we put up a billboard. I don't know if any crew has done that before. I saw but this yeah. summer. We put up a massive billboard in our hood and it's like the amount of hits that billboard got was crazy um and it's not so much about the magnitude it's just that it had never been done before yeah like no one else in my hood had a billboard so people messed with the idea because it's like this is what we want we want everyone to know what this is because we want you guys to start moving yeah but one with us or not we want you to start moving before root crew there were no other crews uptown like now we have all these amazing crews in our hood like like all these amazing groups, Harlem running Harlem, MTAR, all the crews, all the crews in the Bronx, Bronx Soul, Miles Styles, 
Boogie Down Bronx Runners, you know, another crew, the Dykeman Running Club that just started, they're like a couple blocks away from us, maybe 20 blocks from us, a mile maybe. That's what we want. Yeah. I don't care if you run with Root Crew. We just want the, everyone moving. Yeah. And that's what's happening, you know? We're doing all these social media campaigns and picking up. We did wheat pasting all over the neighborhood with a phone number. And mm. when you called, it invited you to run with us. Nice. So it's all about that. It's all yeah. about, like, how do we make people have fun? How do we make running not so much competitive and more social? Nice. Yeah, and the innovation in that. I like that, man. I like that. So I didn't tell you, but every person who comes onto the podcast has to give us their track of the podcast. Any track you want. And I play a 10, yeah, I play a 10 second snippet of the track. Ooh, Ooh, I'm putting you on the spot right now. So you just need to tell me the track and then I'll go find it and play a 10 second snippet. I I, I, I think, I think we should go with, uh, we should go with, we should go with something, uh, Let's go with shutdown. Shutdown. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shutdown. Skepta. Cool. Skepta. Okay. Cool. 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 Right, we'll play. We'll play. We'll play that before the end of the 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 podcast. Now, Hector. All I want to say, thank you for your energy. Thank you for your time, brother. Um, hey, it's been me, it's been a pleasure to listen to you talk, man. And I think no matter who you are, you're still gonna have the same you know the same things that Hector's discussed I think you're going to have the same uh the same thoughts same like the theories on like what Hector just talked about in terms of the marathon it's, it's just you know those those types of things we all go through and I think no matter what culture you come from we're going through the same things and running is a universal sport and that's what this podcast is about so Hector thank you for jumping on thank you my brother thank you thank you thank you man and um, yeah, I'm just gonna play uh, a few a snippet of the shutdown Skepta, um, and we'll see you again, peeps. And that was another running lifestyle culture podcast. I want to say thank you for listening. If you have any suggestions or any thoughts on the podcast, please leave me a message. You can send me a message on DM or write me a review on any of the platforms. Thanks for listening. Manny out. See you next week.